This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is entitled, The Three Dangers to Living a Victorious Christian Life. Sin takes you further than you want to go, keeps you longer than you want to stay, and costs you more than you want to spend. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. 1 John chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 15 through 17. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. And here's what it says. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. What a profound word. I'm going to focus on verse 16 today, even though verses 15 and 17 have powerful things to say. Verses 15 challenges us not to love the world or the things in the world. And if anybody loves the world or the things in the world, when you are so madly in love with them, he says, the love of the Father is not in you. That's, that's amazing, profound, powerful. Because it means this. It means that when the love of God comes in you, it supersedes everything else. Nothing else becomes important. I mean, people get stressed out and burned out and, and dis, uh, dis, disproportionately angry and frustrated because they don't have stuff or stuff is not going their way. But the scripture says this. When the love of God comes in your heart, it supersedes the stress and burden of the things in the world. And I love that. I think that's powerful. Then he says this, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. I want to talk to you today for just a few moments, the three dangers of living a victorious Christian life, the three dangers to living a victorious Christian life. Three things that will keep you from walking in a, vict a victorious life, to keep you from having everything that God wants you to have in your life. Uh, this, this scripture here, this passage from the Apostle John uh, warns us and gives us a danger sign. You know, when I was growing up, I used to watch uh, a show called Lost in Space. You, you, you young people don't know nothing about Lost in Space. Uh, but the old folk, the old, those of us who've been around a minute, remember Lost in Space when there was the, the Robinson family got lost in space. And they had a, a robot. They had a robot. The, 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 the Robinson family, Lost in Space, had a robot. And from time to time, they'd land on planets, various and sundry planets. And, when, when, and uh, the son in the family, Will Robinson, Will Robinson would... Uh, take the robot to, to examine and, and walk and go around the planet and check it out. But sometimes when the robot detected a problem, he would say, danger, 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 Will Robinson, danger. And, and right here in this verse right here is what the Apostle John is saying to us. Danger, danger, believers, danger, Christians, danger. Don't go down this road. Guard your life. Guard your walk, guard your choices, guard your heart from these things. Danger, danger, danger. 
that's what I want to say to you, danger. I want to say that this is this is a, a, a warning to us not to walk down this road. I want to discuss this matter. The Apostle John in this epistle he writes is writing to young Christians. He's, he's trying to tell them in the, in the freshness of their walk with God. And uh, the, the, here's something you need to look out for. And uh, the truth is, I believe it's also true for some older saints too, some who, who've been around, because you can stray aside and miss the mark whether you're a young Christian or not. Uh, sin, it's a warning against sin. It's a warning against walking down a road of disobedience to God. Somebody ought to know by now that sin also always takes you further than you plan to go and keeps you longer than you wanted to stay and will cost you more than you plan to spend. That's what sin will do for you. So I, I want to I give you these warnings, these, these, these things that the Scripture is time trying to give us uh, an a, a, a all-out challenge to us as it relates to our walk with God. That's what I want to talk about with you for just a few moments today. Hang with me for these few moments. Uh, uh, verse 15 says, don't love the world. Don't, don't be fond of the world. Don't be pleased or uh, don't fall in love with the world. And when he talks about the world, he's talking about the objects in the world, the passions, the focus, the principles of the world, the practices of the world. If the world puts it out there, the scripture is warning us, the apostle John is warning us, don't get, don't fall in love with that stuff. Don't, don't, don't get engaged in it. Don't get uh, taken away by the affairs, the inhabitants, the decorations, the ornaments, the elements of the world. Be, look out, because it'll take you out. This, this is what he's trying to give us a warning and tell us, don't, don't do that. Uh, but then he says this in verse number 16, three things. He gives us three warnings, three things that he tells us are dangerous for us. And that's what I want to spend the bulk of our time um, uh, warning us about. Because, uh, you know, I, here's what I discovered about church people. Church people can be sitting in church. Church people can be watching me right now on their screen their body can be here, but their mind can be someplace else. Uh, let's see. Uh, the OJs, the OJs, the OJs used to say, your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. He, that's another old-timey song that the old people might remember. The young folk don't know nothing about the OJs. Uh, but that's a song they used to sing. See, your body's here, but your mind is on the other side of town. And, and I discovered, and I know that people can be in church, but their mind is elsewhere. They could, they could even have a Bible in their hands sitting in front of them, but their hearts and minds are elsewhere. And, and here's his warning. Here, 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 here's his, his effort to try to tell us what to be careful. Here's the first thing he tells us. He says, first of all, you have to be careful about the lust of your flesh. Here it is. Number one, the lust of your flesh. Here's the first thing that presents a danger to you. Here's the first warning I'm trying to give you is the lust of your flesh. Let me talk about that for a moment. The lust of your flesh, the lust, that word lust, we're going to talk about that throughout this, these passages here today. The lust of the flesh is telling us, number one, and warning us, uh, lust means you have an intense craving, a strong desire, a longing for. 
It means that you want something so bad that you're willing to do almost anything to get it or to have it. it that's what the word lust means, that you are, you are intensely engrossed with it. You are, you, are, you are passionate about having it. You'll lie to get it. You are, you'll deceive to get it. You will, you, will, you will go through all lengths to have it. And he says, and, and if the truth be told, this is what happens. This is, this is the first road to take you down. This, this is the first step to take you down a road of problematic sin and, and put you in a dangerous location. He says, the lust, the lust, the strong desire of your flesh, the nature to satisfy yourself, that human nature, that which is against the will of God. It's that, it's that nature of you that makes you think it's all about you. It is, it is that part of you that needs to be born again. That when you accept Jesus and get born again, he changes your nature. He gives you new desires. When, when, a, when you accept Jesus, let me tell you something. When you accept Jesus, he gives you a new nature. If you stay in your fleshly nature, you will continue to long for and desire that which is not pleasing to God. And so he says the lust of the flesh, the, 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 the lust, the passion of it uh, will have you wanting stuff that you, you don't need to have. But your flesh say, I want it. I need it. I got to have it. Why can't I have it? What's wrong with me having it? I deserve it. The flesh says I'm not happy till I get it. I want to get satisfied with it. Now, yeah, that's a danger, 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 Will Robinson, danger, danger, danger. Danger. It's, it's a warning. The lust of the flesh. Everybody has to take an examination of what your flesh longs for. What is it that you will do almost anything? Matter of fact, some of you will do anything to get it. It's a danger to your Christian walk and helping you become everything what God wants you to have. And, and by the way, by the way, let me just throw this in parenthetically and I'll, I won't charge you extra for this. I'll just put it in there for free. Uh, from time to time, you and I slide into our fleshly nature. You know, uh, I, I wish I could tell y'all I was spiritual all the time. I wish I could tell you I was super spiritual all the time, but that would be far from the truth because sometimes my flesh rise up and my flesh, my flesh, my, my passions wants, wants to do things and want, has an interest in stuff and, and longs for things. I have no business that, that fights against me being everything that God wants me to be. And, and I want to I challenge you today. Don't let that flesh rise up in you. When I was in school once, my instructor, my, my, my Bible instructor in the seminary said, everybody got a little bit of dog in them. Uh, <laughs> roof. <laughs> some of y'all got, some of y'all got roof. Some of y'all got roof. Some of y'all got roof in you. So we got some kind of dog in us. And that dog rises up. And you got to learn to tell that dog to go back in the dog house. You got to tell that dog to sit down and shut up. Lay down. Tell, go back outside. <laughs> you, you have to learn to control the dog and not let the dog control you. I'm preaching better than y'all are saying amen right now. I, I know y'all don't want to admit it and acknowledge that you got dog in you. And, and so when that dog, that dog of the flesh rises up, it becomes essential, important, vital for you to be everything that God wants you to be. It becomes vital for you to be able and have the capacity to be able to tell that dog to shut up and be quiet.
the lust of the flesh. You, yes, I know you want it. Yes, it, you want to be satisfied. But the nature of having Jesus in you, rising up inside of you and living inside of you will put that dog in place. The lust of the flesh wars against you becoming everything that God wants you to become and doing everything God wants you to do. But hold up. That is not the only thing that's a danger to your Christian walk. That, that's not the only thing. It's not just the lust of the flesh. It is also right here, it says in verse number 16, the lust of the eyes. There's number two, the lust of the eyes. Let me talk about the, the lust of the eyes because the lust of the eyes has two aspects to it. Let me talk about that for a moment. The lust of the eyes has two aspects to it. First of all, it means what your physical eyes see, what you physically look at. The, uh, the, the eyes, the eyes, the eyes looks at something. Samson, it says in, uh, in Judges 16, just jot down Judges 16 and read the story of Samson and you'll see that the beginning of his downfall started when he saw, physically saw, a prostitute. He saw a woman of the evening, a lady of the night, uh, uh, a, a hoe, <laughs> whatever y'all want to call it, whatever the modern day, uh, whatever the modern day word is. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, he saw her. He placed his eyes on her. David, when his nation was out at war, was strolling on the rooftop of his palace and looked over and saw a young woman that Sheba bathing and wanted her. He saw her with his eyes. You see, you, if you want to live a righteous life, you have to guard what your eyes look at. Y'all not hearing me here today. When you keep looking at something that's not beneficial and helpful for you, it will destroy you. It will lead you down the path. So the first aspect of, 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 of the lust of the eyes deals with what you physically see, what you physically look at. But it also means, the lust, the lust of the eyes, the eyes also means what you see with your mind, what you imagine, what you, what you, uh, uh, what you, re what you regard in your, in, in, in your imagination. Ooh, ooh, go ahead, pastor. Y'all not hear what I'm saying to you today. Uh, 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 the truth of the matter is Psalm 66 jot, jot this verse down it's not going to come up on the screen but jot down Psalm 66 18 read it when you get an opportunity it says if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear me the Lord won't hear my prayers if I regard iniquity that word regard means if I can see it in my mind if I can imagine the the act in my mind if I can daydream about it if I can envision it if I can see myself doing it it affects your prayer life that's a downfall to your walk that that defeats you from being and becoming everything God wants you to become if I can see it in my mind and, and envision it in my, in my heart. Uh, that, that, so when he talks about the lust of the eyes, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about, number one, what you physically see, and number two, what you see in your mind. Eve saw the fruit, it says in Genesis. She saw the fruit. She physically saw it, but then it says she saw that it was good. She pictured in her mind the pleasure of it. She saw the benefit of it. She saw the, the help with it. She saw it in her mind. 
Y'all might as well tell the truth. You didn't saw some things you ain't had no business seeing. You, you didn't looked at some things. You have envisioned. You have desired. You have walked in some ways. Go ahead and preach, Pastor Jenkins. Y'all ain't helping nobody out. You saw it in your mind. You pictured it in your mindset. But my job here today is to try to drive that desire uh, out of your mindset, to try to get you to change your mind about it. I'm trying to get you to look at it a little bit different. I'm telling God's trying to do something new in your life and he's trying to get you to stop daydreaming about stuff that's not beneficial to your Christian walk. I know the devil done told you that as long as you don't do it, it's okay. That's a lie from the devil. If the devil tells you that you don't, as long as, here, here, slow down, slow down, Pastor. Somebody say, slow down, Pastor. I'm getting, I'm getting kind of, I'm getting too excited here for just a moment. I'm, let me take my time here for a moment. If you can envision it in your mind, the devil tells you as long as you don't do it. That's a lie. That is a lie. You have failed. You have missed the mark when you picture it in your mind. That's seeing it. That's seeing it. Go ahead, Pastor. When, when you picture it in your mind, it's the lust of your flesh, the lust of your eyes. And, 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 the, and the truth of the matter is, uh, again, jot this, jot this down. Uh, Job 31.1 says, Job 31.1, I made a covenant with my eyes. I made a co- You got to make a covenant with your eyes. Make, a, make an agreement with your, with your eyes of what you will look at and what you won't look at. I hope I don't have to... Uh, you, I know she. I know she walking down the. You know we coming up. We coming up on the summer season when the women don't know how to dress. We coming up on the time when it gets hot outside, and people act like. <laughs> okay, let me let me just leave it. Let me leave it alone. Let me leave it right there. Uh, look, Proverbs. Proverbs 4 says, here's what Proverbs 4 says, look straight ahead. Tell the brother, look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Verse 25, let your eyes look straight ahead and let your eyelids eyelids look right before you. Keep keep your mindset straight ahead. Young ladies, dress like you are a a woman of of elegance and grace. Dress Dress like you respect yourself and not like you are a lady of the evening. Yeah. Dress holy. Walk holy. Dress like Jesus is walking beside you. Somebody need to find it. Somebody should find a young lady and say, dress holy. Dress holy. Dress holy. Whew. Go ahead and preach, Pastor. Here's number three. Let me hurry up. Let me let me get through this. Point point three. We talked about the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes, what you look at and watch, and even if you just envision it, you don't have to do it. But if you can regard, if you regard iniquity, if you picture it in your mind, it's a problem. Here's number three: the pride of life. The pride of life. None of these are of the, of of uh, of Christ. The pride of life. Pride is when you bra- braggadocious, self-confident, boasting about. Your job, your career, who you are, what you've accomplished, how important you are. 
The pride of life is when you're trusting in your own powers and resources and abilities. When the truth of the matter is, you haven't done anything. You got where you are by the grace of Almighty God. Any door that opened for you, God opened it for you. Any blessing that came your way, God made it happen. You didn't do it on your own. And, 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 and here is a warning about us thinking that we pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps or that we made it happen or that we've accomplished it or we achieved. Christians, believers, have a mindset and an understanding to say that I am where I am and I am who I am by the grace of Almighty God. God is the one that opened, me, opened the door. God is the one that gave me the job. God is the one that gave me the resources. God is the one that gave me the skills to do what I'm doing or to be who I am. He's the one. And that's why we come to worship. That's why we give him the praise. Because week after week and Sunday after Sunday and day after day, we are the people who are reminding ourselves that we got where we are by the grace of Almighty God. He woke me up this morning and gave me the activities of my limbs. He, he made it possible. He provided the resources. He blessed me. I'm recognizing that if it was not for the grace of God, I would not, could not be who I am and do what I'm doing. He made it happen. Every resource I have, any wealth I have, any goods that I have, the house I live in, he made it possible. The transportation that I drive, the clothes that I wear, the family that I have, he made it happen. I can't brag and take credit for it myself. It is the pride of life. It is the thinking that you did it that is a problem. Scripture, there are multiple scriptures that teach us and challenge us to recognize that you didn't do anything. It's the Lord that's the... And you know what I love about God? He allows the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. God allows the people who don't even give him thanks to have blessings. He, 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 gives, them, he gives them the resources and he gives them... He gives them uh, uh, even though they don't deserve it. Y'all might as well tell the truth. You ain't been saved all your life. And before you even got saved, God was good to you. Before you got saved, God opened up doors for you. Before you even knew that you needed Jesus, he did blessings for you. And I give him the glory and the honor and the praise. And I give him the thanks. And so I, I stopped by this today. I came by here this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whatever time it is where you is. I stopped by today to tell you that these three things will destroy your ability to be in the perfect will of God. The Lord Jesus loves you and he sent the Apostle John and Pastor John to speak on behalf of what Apostle John said. Pastor John is saying, don't let these things infiltrate your life. Guard your heart and guard your life. Guard yourself in these regards, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now somebody recognize, you know I'm guilty of all of these, Pastor Jenkins. I, I have failed 
in every last one of these. Somebody might be saying, I'm struggling with these even right now. One of these is capturing my attention. One of these right now, Pastor, is tearing me down. I, I'm looking at stuff I ain't got no business looking at. I'm reading stuff I shouldn't be reading. I'm, I'm looking at things I shouldn't be looking at. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm lusting and want stuff so bad that I'm hurting people around me. I'm hurting my family members. I'm hurting myself. I got great news for you. I got great message for you today that regardless of how deep in sin or how deeply you have fallen or how much you have committed this, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners who plunge beneath that flood can lose all their guilt and stain. He has made it possible for you to have the ability and the opportunity for you to have the capacity to be free from whatever holds you in bondage. And that's what I love about God. He, he, the Lord Jesus knows how wretched and how messed up we are. And he has made a way for us to get freedom. And you can have freedom. You, and you can have a victorious life. The title of this message is The Three Dangers to Living a Victorious Christian Life. You can have a victorious Christian life. And you have it through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. A commitment, a, a selling out to him. He who died on the cross for your sins was buried, on, buried and rose again from the dead. He has all power. He's different from Muhammad or Buddha or Confucius or any of the others who claim to be the answer. He did what none of them did. Jesus got up out of the grave. And I want to make an appeal to you today to accept the Lord Jesus in your life and surrender to him. I want to make an appeal to you today to let him have your heart. Let him have your eyes. Let him have your hands. Let him have your life. I want to challenge you today to surrender to him totally. Give him everything. He'll change you. He'll make you a brand new creation. He'll take your flesh nature. That flesh nature that keep, keeps you going after drugs, keep you going after the wrong, keep you going after alcohol, keep you going to the, to the club. Whatever it is that you can't seem to break away from, having him in your life can break the chains of sin and create in you a, a clean heart and a new heart. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life will destroy your ability to be in the perfect will of God. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbclenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.